disappearances, unidentified flying objects, aka UFOs, ghost ships at the North Pole, twin sisters that return from the dead, more and more lost in the Bermuda Triangle, a famous pilot that vanishes into thin air, daring escape from the world's most notorious prison, Alcatraz in San Francisco, all that and much more on today's episode of The Learning Lab. Welcome to another episode of The Learning Lab. I'm your host, Nick Warren, broadcasting from beautiful Maple Ridge, British Columbia in Canada. You're joining this podcast at a great time if you enjoy the supernatural, spooky things, mysteries, or anything related to Halloween. The next three episodes will have a spooky theme to them, and today's episode is no different. You're going to hear about 12 unsolved mysteries that have plagued investigators. Now, growing up as a kid in Port Coquitlam, 25 kilometers away from Vancouver, I remember watching a show titled Unsolved Mysteries every Friday night. And I was also interested in science, and I found it so fascinating when science and logic couldn't explain something. Though sometimes there were disappearances and other things, other mysteries that were solved as time passed, but others have stood the test of time and were never solved. You're about to hear about 12 unsolved mysteries that to this day have still not been solved. This is The Learning Lab. A whole colony of settlers disappears. It's the spring of 1587, and a ship containing a group of English men, women, and children set sail across the Atlantic Ocean. The ship was under the command of James White, and was bound for Chesapeake Bay. With hurricane season soon approaching, the ship instead made land on a small island off the coast of what is now North Carolina. The island was named Roanoke. The colony was the first English settlement in the New World. White became the settlement's governor. His granddaughter, Virginia Dare, was the first English child born in America. But time, times grew hard for the settlement. White sailed back to England for supplies and food. A naval war began between England and Spain and delayed White's return to the colony. Three years passed before he could return. When he arrived at Roanoke in August of 1590, he found the settlement abandoned. There was no trace of the colonists. Only one possible clue to their fate was discovered. A word carved into a wooden post. Croatoan. But what did it mean? And where were the settlers? The only clue left behind was a single word. Croatoan. Numerous theories about the fate of the Roanoke settlers have been suggested over the years. Croatoan was the name of an island south of Roanoke. It was also the name of the American Indian tribe who lived there. Some believe that this tribe attacked the settlement. Another theory suggests that the struggling colonists abandoned their camp in their own attempt to sail back to England. Recently, archaeological teams may have found remains that suggest the colonists survived and joined the American Indian tribes. Metal bars and blocks believed to be a European were found at the Croatoan forest site. Pottery and tools were found at a site 50 miles from the settlement. These findings offer clues to the mysteries of the vanished Roanoke colony. However, the truth may never be known, making the lost settlers of Roanoke one of America's oldest unsolved mysteries.
Glowing UFOs, unidentified flying objects surround World War II aircraft. Now, during World War II, 1939 to 1945, the skies were a battleground. Enemy planes often flew through the dark skies, firing shots. The soldiers also reported seeing a series of unidentified flying objects, otherwise known as UFOs, in the air throughout the war. Reports started in September of 1941 from British pilots. Glowing objects were following or flying next to the aircraft. One soldier described them as disc-like. The objects became known as Foo Fighters. The spheres appeared as small metallic globes during the day, but at night they glowed in various colors. British, German, Japanese, and U.S. pilots and air crews all claimed to have seen Foo Fighters. The objects never made contact with any planes, however, and despite being fired upon, none of the Foo Fighters were ever damaged. Despite all these sightings, there are very few quality photos of the mysterious objects. Many theories attempt to explain the lights. Some say the lights were electrical discharges from an airplane's wings or possibly lightning. But the truth behind the lights is still unknown even to this day. This next one is well close to my hometown, very close, but a little bit before my time. Ghost ship adrift in the Arctic. Captain John Cornwall and his crew sit still on the Bechimo on July 6, 1931. The cargo ship departed from Vancouver, B.C., Canada. It was destined for northern Alaska. The Bechimo has made this trip nine times before, but this July 1931 trip would be its last. The Bechimo had neared its destination in early October, but the Arctic Ocean was choked with ice. The ship did not have enough room to navigate. Cornwall and his crew had to leave the ship. Rescue planes brought the men supplies. Some men were flown to the nearest town. The rest stayed behind and set up camp nearby. They hoped to rescue the Bechimo when some of the ice had shifted. A blizzard hit the men's campsite in late November. The men searched for their ship after the storm had cleared but it was nowhere to be found. Cornwall and his crew were never able to find the ship, but there were many reported sightings of the Bechimo years after its disappearance. The last reported sighting was all the way in 1969. Some reported that they boarded the ship, but none were able to sail the ship out of the Arctic. The Alaskan government started a formal search for the ship in 2006, but they never found it. They called off the search six years later in 2012. Exactly where the Bechimo is now, remains a mystery. Lost in the Bermuda Triangle. The vast oceans on Earth hold many mysteries. Among them is a stretch of the Atlantic Ocean. It reaches from the island of Bermuda to Puerto Rico to the southeastern tip of Florida. This expanse of water is known as the Bermuda Triangle. This area has been the site of 20 plane and more than 50 ship disappearances. One famous incident happened in March 
1918, the USS Cyclops, a Navy cargo ship, disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. This ship was 542 feet long, 165 meters long. It was carrying more than 300 men. A call for help from the Cyclops was never issued. There was a massive search, but the ship's wreckage was never found. Years later, on December 5, 1945, five U.S. Navy bomber planes took off from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. They carried 14 men. Soon the plane's compasses began to break down. The mission leader became lost. All five planes flew until their fuel ran out. They were forced to land in the water. A rescue plane and its 13-man crew disappeared in their search for the bombers. All five bombers were also gone without a trace. Over the years, many more ships and planes have crashed or vanished. Here's what I found. In the Bermuda Triangle. People wonder if there's a scientific explanation. Some suggest the area has odd magnetic currents that cause strange compass readings. Another claims that the methane gas from the ocean floor causes unsteady water that ships cannot handle. A few even believe the disappearances have to do with aliens living in space or even underwater. Two sisters returned from the dead. In May of 1957, in the small town of Hexham, England, two young sisters were tragically killed. Six-year-old Jacqueline Pollock and her 11-year-old sister Joanna were out walking with a friend when a car struck them, and all three died. The sisters' parents, John and Florence Pollock, were devastated. More than a year passed, and Florence gave birth to a healthy twin girls named Jillian and Jennifer. John immediately believed the twins were the souls of the lost sisters. John, the father, knows that Jen Jennifer had a faint white scar across her forehead. It was in the same place Jacqueline had one caused by a bicycle accident. Jennifer also had a birthmark on her leg identical to the one on Jacqueline's leg. The unexplained similar similarities went further than that, however. Shortly after Jennifer and Jillian's birth, the Pollocks moved away from Hexham. They returned when the girls were four years old. The twins could correctly identify landmarks they had never seen before. Florence, their mother, even found the twins playing a bizarre game one day. One sister pretended to be hit and injured by a car. The twins even correctly named old toys and teddy bears that belonged to their sisters. Jillian and Jennifer's odd behavior and memories vanished at the age of five. They went on to have a normal childhood. The Pollocks have insisted they did not tell the twins about their sister's deaths until after the strange behavior. So was it all a coincidence, or the souls of the dead Pollock sisters return in the form of the twin sisters? The truth will never be known. The famous aviator Amelia Earhart vanishes. Amelia Earhart was one of the most famous aviators of the 1900s. But it is her disappearance in 1937 that remains a large part of her legacy. 
As her 40th birthday approached, Earhart decided she wanted to be the first female pilot to fly around the globe. So on June 1st, 1937, she and navigator Fred Noonan departed from Miami, Florida. The journey around the globe would have taken them 29,000 miles, or 47,000 kilometers. After flying for 29 days, Earhart and Noonan landed in New Guinea. The last leg of the journey took them over the Pacific Ocean. They fought against overcast skies and rain. The pair's last communication with air traffic controllers occurred after unsuccessfully trying to land on Howland Island in the Pacific. And like that, they just vanished. Numerous theories about Earhart's disappearance developed over the years. Some say she returned home safely and changed her name. Another theory said Earhart was actually a spy for the president at the time, Franklin D. Roosevelt. They believe her plane crashed where she was just taken prisoner on a Japanese-controlled island in the Pacific. The most convincing theory concluded that Earhart and Nunan touched down on a remote island in the South Pacific. They survived for a time, but then died without being saved. Scientists have found clues on the island that possibly could be traced to Earhart and Nunan. These included tools and clothing. A skeleton found in 1940 might have belonged to one of the missing pilots. The bones were sent to Fiji. They were somehow lost and replaced there. There was hope that someday the mystery could be solved. Until then, the disappearance of Earhart remains one of the most famous mysteries of all time. And now time for our commercial break. A special thanks to my son, Nolan, who is six years old, and my daughter, Audrey, who is four years old, for providing the entertainment for today's commercial break. How do ghosts wash their hair with shampoo? How do you fix your cracked pumpkin? The pumpkin patch. What kind of music does a skeleton play? A trombone. What is a ghost's nose full of boogers? Blobs of goop drop from the sky. The night of August 7, 1994, was the same as any other in the town of Oakville, Washington. That's all, all that changed at approximately 3 o'clock a.m. Rain began to fall from the sky, but the small town was in for a surprise. It was not rain falling from the sky. It was small, jelly-like blobs. The clear blobs were small. They were no larger than half the size of a grain of rice. The blobs fell from the sky a total of six times over three weeks. After the rainfall, several Oakville residents began to show symptoms of the flu. One woman had a fever and infection after touching the blobs with her bare hands. The jelly-like blobs were tested, and it was, it was concluded they were a man-made material that could carry a virus or some sort of bacteria. During the testing, though, the scientists in charge discovered that the samples were missing. A supervisor told the scientists not to ask questions. So what was that mysterious goo that fell from the sky? Well, according to one popular theory, the blobs were caused by something people called star jelly. It is suggested that a naval bombing in the ocean, about 50 miles away, accidentally exploded within a school of jellyfish, and the particles of jellyfish were then spread into a rain cloud. Well, a second theory says the blobs were part of a military experiment to test biological weapons. 
Oakville residents reported seeing slow-moving military aircraft in the weeks before the strange rainfall. The U.S. Air Force confirmed doing practice runs in the area in 1994, but denied any link to the blobs. There's little photographic or physical evidence of the blobs anymore, and the truth will most likely remain a mystery. Man leaps from a plane and then disappears. This one is actually one of my favorites. I remember hearing and 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 reading about this one as a kid growing up. It's a mystery of D.B. Cooper. And there's actually been some developments in this one over the last couple of years, but it still remains a mystery. On the afternoon before Thanksgiving 1971, a businessman in a black suit and tie boarded a Northwest Orient Airlines Flight 305. The plane was traveling from Portland, Oregon to Seattle, Washington. The man was Dan Cooper, although media outlets later called him D.B. Cooper. Once the plane was airborne, Cooper showed a briefcase to the flight attendants. He claimed it contained a bomb. The plane landed in Seattle, but no one got off. The pilot informed air traffic control that, that the air crew was dealing with the situation on board. Cooper demanded $200,000 and several parachutes. Eventually, the passengers were released and the plane once again took off. As the plane flew south, Cooper put one one of the parachutes. He tied the bag of money to himself and lowered the plane's rear stairs, and he leaped into the night, leaving behind nothing but a world of questions. In 1980, a boy discovered three bundles of cash while digging a fire pit in the sand just north of Portland. The serial numbers on the cash matched those on the money with which Cooper had jumped out of the plane. Over the years, there have been thousands of leads on the mystery man. Some claim that Cooper would not have survived his jump in the bad weather. However, his body and parachute were never found. Hundreds of men have claimed to be D.B. Cooper over the years, while most of these claims are proven false. A few stand out. Most notably is the story of Kenneth Christensen. Christensen was a trained army paratrooper who worked for Northwest Orient. On his deathbed, Christensen nearly whispered a secret to his brother, but withheld it for some reason. Was it, was it a confession that he was Cooper? The world will never know. The world will never find out the mystery of D.B. Cooper. Three men escape from Alcatraz. This is another one I remember from my childhood, seeing a movie about this, Escape from Alcatraz, also visiting Alcatraz in San Francisco. Well, from 1934 until 1963, Alcatraz was one of the United States' leading maximum security prisons. The island prison in San Francisco Bay held some of the country's most dangerous criminals. It is believed that no inmate ever escaped Alcatraz. But is that true? On June 11, 1962, three men attempted to break out of the prison. Frank Morris and brothers John and Clarence Anglin were all serving life sentences for robbery and other crimes. In preparation, the trio created dummy heads, a 
out of a cement powder mixture made from soap and toilet paper. They even glued hair clippings from the prison barbershop onto the heads. The men also built a raft and life vest using raincoats and glue. They hid the materials each night on top of the cell block. Morris and the Anglins had also dug through the concrete prison walls around the vents in their cells. They used sharpened metal spoons and a makeshift drill. They played an accordion to muffle the sound when they were digging. On the night of the breakout, Morris and the Anglins escaped through the vents. They climbed the plumbing to the roof, raced across it, and slid down piping to the ground. From there, the men entered the water with their inflatable raft. The three men were never seen again. The FBI searched the water. They found life vests, along with a sealed plastic bag containing letters and addresses. There were no sign of the men, though. The prison claimed the men drowned, but the U.S. government has an active file in the case even to this day. Ship found sailing without any crew members. The winter of 1872 was known for terrible storms. The storms caused hundreds of ships to be lost or abandoned in the Atlantic Ocean. In November, a cargo ship named the Mary Celeste left New York Harbor. Captain Benjamin Spooner Briggs, along with his wife, daughter, and several crew members, were headed to Genoa, Italy. The ocean waves were rough. There were strong winds and terrible storms, but the Mary Celeste survived. And on the morning of November 25th, it passed Santa Maria Island in Azores. This is approximately 880 miles from Portugal. It was the last position recorded in the ship's log. Ten days later, on December 4th, the British ship De Gracia discovered the Mary Celeste in choppy waters. The ship was nearly 400 miles off course. The captain sent his crew to investigate, and they found the ship abandoned. The crew noted the cargo of the Mary Celeste was intact. There was enough food and supplies to last six months. Navigational instruments and maps were missing. They brought the Mary Celeste into the nearest port. It is unclear what happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste. Theories range from a pirate kidnapping to a sudden earthquake or water spout washing everyone overboard. The most likely theory involves the ship's dangerous cargo. There were barrels of industrial alcohol. Perhaps fearing the alcohol's fumes would cause an explosion, the crew abandoned ship in a lifeboat, only to be caught in a storm and lost at sea forever. The Curse of the Evil Crater In 1949, geologist Vadim Kolpakov set off into the rugged wilderness of Siberia to map the region. He had not realized that he was about to stumble across one of the most puzzling sites in modern record. As Kolpakov trekked deeper into the wilderness, the local people in the area, the Yakut, met him with warnings. They spoke of an evil place in the woods. It was a place that even deer and other animals feared. Kopakov did not listen to their warnings. He was a man of science. 
These legends did not scare him. Instead, he pressed onward. Soon, he discovered the cause of the Yakut's fears. An enormous mound rose from the trees. It was as tall as a 25-story building. The mound's volcano-like cone was 262 feet, 80 meters tall, and 492 feet, 150 meters wide. The sight of it shocked Kopakov, but he was amazed by its perfect shape and size. Its legend and mysterious nature grew. In 2005, an expedition set out in the search of answers. The leader of the expedition tragically died of a heart attack miles from the crater's site. Many wild theories have been presented over the years. Some believe the crater was created by an ancient civilization. Others think it was a top-secret Soviet labor camp. Still, others think a UFO caused it. Only two scientific theories for the crater's existence remain. One is that a meteorite strike caused it. The other is that the crater is really a hidden volcano beneath Earth's surface. However, recent samples and scientific research found no meteor materials. And the nearest volcano is thousands of miles away. The truth of the crater remains a secret. Until its questions can be answered, it will remain the most mysterious place in all of Russia. Lost treasure hidden on Oak Island. It was 1795 in Nova Scotia. 18-year-old Daniel McGinnis spied strange lights on Oak Island. Out of curiosity, he went in search of them. He found a clearing with a circular impression in the ground and a system of ropes and pulleys hanging from a nearby tree. This began the legend of the Oak Island lost treasure. McGinnis rounded up two friends. Curious about this strange sight, they began to dig, but all they found were layers of wood, stone, and dirt. The search began again in 1804. 88 feet down, three men found a stone slab with symbols on it. According to one linguist, the stone said there were 2 million British pounds buried 40 feet down. The area became more of a mystery as people dug deeper and deeper. There were layers of wood, putty, and charcoal. After a certain layer of oak, was lifted, a buoy trap was sprung, the hole filled with water. Later, crews found a cement vault. The vault had unknown contents and was more than 150 feet deep. A scrap of paper with unknown letter combinations was also found. Discoveries continued. People found a pair of scissors believed to be made in Mexico. They found handmade nails and a pair of leather shoes. In 1976, images from a camera lowered into the hole discovered a severed hand. The camera also found three chests that possibly contained treasure. Before searchers got to them, the tunnel collapsed. And to this day, treasure hunters continue to search the money pit. People think anything from pirate treasure to a sunken Viking ship is hidden on the island. Though many lives were lost in the hope of finding riches, the true treasure on Oak Island remains buried beneath the ground, even to this day.
As always, thanks for listening to The Learning Lab. All information from this podcast was obtained from Brandon Terrell's book, 12 Unsolved Mysteries.